Pizza, pizza, pizza time. The official pizza of the Shock Fantasy Podcast is 7th Avenue Pizza. This is soda-style thin crust at its absolute best. It's not that crappy thin crust. It's solid crust integrity here. Not too thick, not too thin. The sauce was derived from an ancient recipe passed down from the Norse gods. And the cheese, oh, 100% primo cheese on these pies. You can pick your toppings as well. There's your conventional pepperoni or sausage, but there's also five cheese, Mexican, meatball, and pepperoni. Even a bacon cheeseburger za for you. My favorite, though, is the Lucky 7. Italian sausage, pepperoni, beef, Canadian bacon, and three types of cheese. Dang it, my mouth is watering just talking about it. I might need to go fire up the oven and make myself one before the podcast. Find your 7th Avenue pizzas at High V, Cub Foods, Lunds and Byerly's, and Holiday Station stores. And go follow them on Twitter at 7th Avenue Pizza. Let them know Shock Fantasy steered you toward their amazing za. Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison. And before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The redraft and dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now, all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Shock Fantasy Waiver Wire podcast for week 12. It's week 12 already. Holy buckets. Um, gosh, there's so many things I need to mention. First off, over at Fanball, we have a Scott Fish Bowl charity contest for both Thanksgiving and for this Sunday. The one for Thanksgiving is uh, supporting the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. 100% of your entry fee is a straight donation to them, and you get to play some fantasy football and maybe win a spot in Scott Fish Bowl 12. 
That's pretty amazing. Also on Fanball, if you follow Shock Fantasy on Twitter, you might find a secret contest for you to enter. There's only a couple spots left. I think two, maybe three spots left in the Shock Fantasy secret contest. Go check out Shock Fantasy on Twitter to find that link for that one right there. All right, let's start it up with the Todd Heap Memorial Injury Report. Justin Fields was removed from the game with bruised ribs. They're playing on Thanksgiving in Detroit. It looks doubtful that Fields will be able to go. Seems likely that Andy Dalton gets the start. We'll talk more about him in a little bit. Aaron Rodgers spoke about his toe injury after the loss in Minnesota. (laughs) Some are speculating that he has turf toe, which you can play through as a quarterback, but it's going to hurt a lot, and it could limit his mobility. Ezekiel Elliott sprained his ankle during the Chiefs game. He was able to tape it up and come back in, but wasn't very effective. They played the afternoon game on Turkey Day, so make some contingency plans there. Michael Carter, he's the Jets running back. He was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. They're not expecting him to be ready for week 12. Might not be week 13 either, so we'll talk more about that position in a little bit. Jordan Howard has a knee injury, but the game was pretty much out of hand when they removed him, so it might have been precautionary. C.D. Lamb suffered a concussion. He's very questionable heading into the Thanksgiving matchup on a short week. A.J. Brown also injured his hand and shoulder on Sunday. Both are not believed to be serious. By the way, Jamal Agnew, one of my favorite little guys, he's out for the season with a hip injury. And Saints tight end Adam Troutman suffered a mysterious leg injury. He's getting some x-rays done, but I wouldn't expect him to be ready for Thursday night against the Bills couple of O-linemen, Packers offensive tackle Elgton Jenkins sustained a knee injury on Sunday. They fear that he tore his ACL, basically on the eve of them getting back David Bakhtiari. So it's kind of a swap there. But Colts guard Quentin Nelson hurt his ankle last week, and he's their best offensive lineman. That will hurt Jonathan Taylor a little bit down the stretch. This week, the bye weeks are the Cardinals and the Chiefs. Only two bye weeks again this week. So now... We need to move on to the, oh gosh, what position is that? Quarterback. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Andy Dalton, he's 1% rostered right now. A few of you were relying on Justin Fields in a super flex league, and this is kind of going directly to you. Dalton is a fine quarterback. He's better than a handful of starters we have in the league right now. And this week with Fields likely out, he'll be starting against the Lions. Now that sounds like a great thing, but no defense is passed on less than Detroit with only 30 passing attempts per game. However, they are allowing almost two passing scores per game, so the efficiency should be pretty high here. If you need a fill-in second quarterback, he's worth 2 to 3% of your league budget. Zach Wilson of the Jets is 4% rostered. It sounds like he's going to get the start for the Jets this week in Houston. That's tantalizing enough on its own at 270 yards allowed per game. The Texans are giving up the ninth most yards on a per-game basis. In fact, between now and week 17, the Jets face five teams in the bottom half of passing defense, and the one in the upper half is the Jaguars, and that's not that scary either. So if Wilson gets hot, he could be really hot down the stretch. I'd throw 3% on him. No one will suspect a thing. Mac Jones is 31% rostered. Another guy that you could plug into your lineup if you're missing Kyler or Patty this week. That would be McCorkle Jones. Uh, He gets a Titans team that just gets passed on all the time. They're allowing the second most passes attempted and the second most passing yards 
in the league. By the way, if you're looking for a spot starter in week 15, the first week of your playoffs, he faces the Colts that week, who are somehow worse than the Titans from a pass perspective. So throw 4% on Mac Jones if he's available. He might be one of those playoff starts down the road. Oh, we got to move on. Running back. Tony Pollard. Uh, he's 67% rostered, and usually I don't talk about guys that are that high, but this should be automatic. Zeke is questionable, and Pollard would suddenly slip into 20 touches against the bottom 10 rush defense on a nationally televised game. If available, 20% of your budget goes to Pollard. He should be rostered everywhere anyway. Ty Johnson's 20% owned. He's the Jets running back who will step in for Michael Carter, who should miss a week or two with that ankle injury. Um, Johnson gets to step in and face the Texans this week and the Eagles next week, and the Eagles are 24th against the running back position. So that's two spot starts for Ty Johnson. They're probably the final starts for a Jets running back on the season. The running back schedule is absolutely brutal after that. Might be time to trade or sabotage drop Michael Carter right now. An 11% bid would probably do here. You need to pay up for runners right now, so it's a little bit higher than it used to be. David Johnson is 26% rostered, and Rex Burkhead is 1% rostered. If you need the sleepiest of sleepers this week, it's got to be Rex Burkhead, as Sexy Rexy saw 18 carries last week in Tennessee, while David Johnson had 16 total touches. Both are pretty viable now that the Texans have released Philip Lindsay. That mess of a backfield is suddenly clearer than it's been all year. So we just need the game script to stay right for the Texans. That's the tough part. I think it will against the Jets this week, though. They're the worst run defense in the league, and it's not even close. The Jets have allowed 21 touchdowns to running backs this season through 10 games. Do that math. You can do that. 21 divided by 10. There you go. You did it. I can hear you. You said it out loud. That's good. They're giving up 171 total yards per game to the running back position as well. In two weeks, the Texans face the Seahawks, by the way. They're the second worst run defense in the league, and it'll cost you basically nothing to get either David Johnson or Rex Burkhead, but throw down 2 to 3% on them just in case. Dontrell Hilliard. He plays for the Titans. The Titans released Adrian Peterson on Tuesday. They'd obviously seen enough of Adrian Peterson, and they'd obviously seen enough of what Hilliard could do. He only had seven carries for 35 yards last week, but that's 5.0 yards per carry. That's good. Peterson had nine carries. Donta Foreman had seven. But the key here is that Hilliard was targeted 10 times and had eight catches for 47 yards. Jeremy, Jeremy McNichols probably should have been that weapon, but it looks like it's Hilliard now. So I throw about 4% down on Dontrell Hilliard. Let's go to the wide receiver. Elijah Moore is 49% owned. People haven't caught on yet, but Moore is the number two wide receiver in the NFL over the last five weeks, trailing only Debo Samuel. He scored four times in the last five games and last week's eight catches for 141 yards and a score against the Dolphins was his best performance yet. He gets the Texans this week, which is a plus matchup, and his remaining games against the Saints, Dolphins, Jaguars, and Buccaneers. Those should all have starting grades on Elijah Moore from here on out. Toss a bit of 16% on Elijah Moore. Speaking of 16, Darnell Mooney had 16 friggin' targets last week. 16 targets! And he ended up with five catches. 
So that's where you insert that gif of John C. Riley making the huh faces with his crazy hair. He did gain 121 yards and score, though, so it wasn't all bad. And with Andy Dalton in play possibly this week, he could probably bring a slightly more pass-centric approach in what might be Matt Nagy's last game. He's worth 10% on the pickup market right now. DeAndre Carter is 2% rostered. I guess you have to pay attention when he scored in three straight weeks. Washington's defense is putting that team into pass-heavy game scripts, and teams are shading double coverage to Terry, which leaves Carter open a lot. This week he gets a neutral matchup against the Seahawks on Monday night. Will he go for four touchdowns in four weeks? Maybe 2% blind bid on DeAndre Carter. Uh, Last guys I'll mention, the Cowboys wide receivers, Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson. Gallup is 67% rostered. Wilson, 2% rostered. Amari Cooper is on IR. CeeDee Lamb is not expected to play with the concussion. He could, but it's not expected to. Uh, Zeke might be out too. This might be a full second team to go along with Dak Prescott on Thanksgiving. But don't fear, Michael Gallup is really good. He had 10 targets last week and definitely has the trust of Dak being there for several years. Plus, Wilson looks like a baller as the third receiver in that offense while Gallup was out. These guys should put up decent numbers on T-Gives. So uh, Gallup, you probably got to throw 15% down if he's available. Uh, Wilson, you could probably get for 3% on the open market. Last position. Tight end. I only have one tight end this week. It's It, it really is the tight end wasteland, but everybody's kind of figuring it out. You're finding the guys who are getting eight, nine targets a week, and those guys are pretty consistent right now. Uh, One guy who's not consistent is Evan Engram, but he's playing Philadelphia this week, and that's the cheat code. The Eagles have allowed eight different tight ends to throw down double-digit PPR points in the last six weeks. Let me repeat that. Eight tight ends in six weeks. And Jared Cook got to 8.8 PPR points in that time frame, so it was almost nine times. Nine times. Almost nine times. Evan Engram, throw uh, throw 5% on Evan Engram. He's probably worth having on your roster. He's a good little player. Let's go. Let's go. All right, that's it for the Shock Fantasy podcast today. Uh, reminder to follow Shock Fantasy and, and uh, gosh, Explosive Output on Twitter. Man, my brain is moving at about 1,000 miles an hour. Uh, also on Shock Fantasy right now, the Thanksgiving uh, prop bet game. A nice little game you can print off and play with your family at Thanksgiving. Uh, Low stakes, whatever stakes you want, really, gambling on uh, Thanksgiving. Nothing could be better. Uh, Go find that as a Shock Fantasy member uh, in the free articles. Or if you're not a Shock Fantasy member and you just want to take a look at it and play it this weekend with your friends, five bucks. Five bucks. It's in our shop, shockfantasy.com slash shop. And go play on Fanball this week. Lots of really fun games on Fanball this week. All right, that's it. I'm Matt Harrison at Explosive Output on Twitter. We'll talk to you again tomorrow when we preview, oh, my God, all three Thursday games. What the heck? Talk to you then.